Well, hello City fans, it is match day. How are we all feeling about this Sheffield United away on a grey and drizzly day in Manchester? It looks like the sun has set on the other side of the Pennines as Sheffield looks baked in Yorkshire sunshine. But by the by, the most important thing is that Manchester City's performance is baked in sunshine. Can they get it over the line against a newly promoted side who've struggled in their first two games, picking up zero points? City, six points out of six. And it's interesting because this slow start that everybody was expecting and predicting for Manchester City based on seasons gone by, even without the great Kevin De Bruyne, has been, well, it's not been there, has it, whatsoever. City have had a very decent start. No goals conceded yet this season. Four goals scored and City look on pomp. They look like their performances have not dipped even with key personnel out and it's going to be interesting to see how they perform today. Now, I will say this, everybody, and if you're listening to this podcast after the fact, which you will be, the team news is interesting. Now, I'm not going to say anything that is going to be too controversial, but Phil Foden being out of this side for me could be a potential problem in this game. I think the creative link being solely reliant on maybe Kovacic and Julian Alvarez may have a couple of stumbling blocks in it, but let me just take you through the team today. Edison, obviously, and Net Walker, Diaz, Ake, and Gvardiol as as the back line. You've got Kovacic in midfield. Bernardo is there as well. Hopefully, he's going to be fantastic after the new contract. It's going to be uh, amazing to see him uh, in City, for, for City Blue for a long time. Now, Alvarez is that creative link for this one. And maybe, if I'm being honest with you guys, I would have liked to have seen Foden there. Doku, obviously, on the bench. Could have been a surprise start for this one, but Yama was never going to start him, really, if Pep Guardiola is instructing on the sideline because I think Pep is going to try and doctrinate Doku into this side very, very slowly. Grealish, absolutely fine with, obviously, and Haaland in this one. Yeah, so Foden... Maybe either for Kovacic or for Alvarez in there. I'd have probably gone for him uh, instead of Alvarez, but a strong bench for City as well. Luis Gomez, Phillips Foden, McAtee, Palmer, uh, new boy Doku, and obviously Oscar Bob there. So a very attacking bench as well. But for this one, I'm going to go with a 4-0 City win. I've said this from the start. I just feel that this City side are just too difficult to stop. And I don't think Sheffield United have the artillery at this moment in time to really cause City a lot of problems. So I'm going to go with that. I think the, Al the, the Alvarez and Kovacic in there is going to be an interesting one. You'd expect uh, Lilo to switch it round on Pep's instructions if it isn't working. And I can't imagine the subs are going to get that much time for this one. I just think Pep's going to stick with this 11 and think that they can get the job done. So I'm going to go with the 4-0 City win. Your chief man City writer was a little bit more... I believe Sai did say 2-1, um, so he's a little bit, or 2 or 3-1, I think he said. So he's a little bit more cautious for this, but I think City are going to go out there and make a little bit of a statement, everybody. So we'll leave it anyway till after the game, and then post-match, you're going to obviously have the thoughts of our City writers. You're going to have myself as well, giving you a little bit of a, of a review of the game, and we're going to have Pep Guardiola's press conference. So yeah, as I say, guys, I'm going to go with a City 4-0 win on this Yorkshire-baked day. Wait and see, and we'll see you after the game. Well, everybody, very weird game. Uh, seemed comfortable, but not comfortable. Yeah, I, I don't think Pep would have been happy with that. I was very confident for Man City before the game, but I think he'd have been a little bit annoyed at that. I still thought City were good, dominant, 
But there was a t- there was too many chances there, I thought, for Sheffield United, especially towards the back end of the game where they were easily cutting through City after City were in complete control in that first half. Uh, Rodri, Kovacic and Diaz, I thought, were very good. you got to see this as, as the three points um, was imperative, really, for this one. Doku didn't get any minutes, which was fine. He's going to be slowly moulded into this starting eleven. And I think the, the standout has got to be Rodri, another absolutely ruthless finish top corner. Haaland missing a penalty was surprising. He scored so it was a weird game for him. We gave him sort of a, a 6 out of 10 on the player ratings. As, as I said before, I thought the, the standouts were the ones I've mentioned before. Rodri Kovacic, Diaz. I thought Kovacic breaking between the lines, almost adapting into that Phil Foden role, really getting the ball on the back foot, foot and driving at Sheffield United, which was opening space as well. Diaz was just uncompromisingly good in terms of efficiency and and strength at the back and predicting Sheffield United's patterns and movements up, up front. Rodri was just unmovable and, 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 and really unplayable, I thought, in that game. Everything he did was right. He was the conductor in that side and obviously the winner once again. This Can we talk about this guy's finishing as well at some point? Because this guy's finishing is just a joke. Like every single time he gets on the edge of the box, he looks like one of three chances, one of three efforts is going to go in, which is an incredible rate for a defensive midfielder who doesn't get many shots on target. But it seems like in these moments when City need to step up, Rodri is always that person. Champions League final, Arsenal away today. It's always Rodri who is able to step up in those minutes, and that is what you get from a defensive midfielder who don't, who doesn't always have, who doesn't only, I should say, have ball winning attributes and, and ball playing attributes, but also is such a goal threat. And I think other teams just forget that it's all about those offensive players. But when you've got such a clean striker of the ball in Rodri, you've got to worry about this guy. And he's so consistent. I thought he was fantastic today, especially when you saw sort of Alvarez minutes, minutes before missing a very, very guilt edged chance. Kyle Walker, everybody blooming it. We know he's a Sheffield United boy, but Kyle, what was all, what was that back heel about? Flipping it. Absolute nerves jangling through the Manchester City Twitter sphere and, and just in general the global sphere when it came to that. A back heel straight to Sheffield United. But uh, Jaden Bogle putting the ball in the back of there. Great finish. And it was pandemonium at Bramall Lane. And you're thinking, flipping it. But this City side does not die. It does not know when to die. Kyle Walker driving down that right-hand side. They were unlucky not to get a goal through Alvarez, as I've said. But then Kyle Walker heavily involved in the Rodri goal, which is where it made all the difference. And I really think that that's a, a seismic result again. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's another result where City can just turn around and say we got the, get the job done. Uh, got the job done. It reminded me very much of Forest last year as well. The grit, the determination, but ultimately the class to get the job done is what is, is why Manchester City are ultimately champions. Everybody, it's been an absolute pleasure watching that game once again. City grinding down the opponents. City getting another win, and City ultimately top of the pile. Sam Baikowski is live at Bramall Lane right now, everybody. We're going to pass you over to him before we pass you over to Lilo on his post-match press conference. I uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, give us give us a rating, as always, on all of your favourite podcast providers. And we'll pass you over to Simon now. Manchester City have picked up a 2-1 win here this afternoon at Sheffield United to move to the top of the Premier League. It's three wins from three, nine points from nine, and a job well done for uh, Juan Marlilo and his team. Pep Guardiola, of course, at home. 
uh, in Barcelona recovering from the back surgery that he had this week that will keep him out of the Fulham game as well as this game that he's missed but we were assured before match and we were sort of assured afterwards after the game by uh, Juan Lilo that Pep Guardiola played very much a full part in proceedings today um, he can't help but be involved in uh, the team that he manages understandably with um, the, the sort of character that he is but a 2-1 win here that um, City really had to work for. Um, it was kind of a game that you would you would typically expect. City dominated possession. I think they had about 85% possession in the first half. Uh, Sheffield United really struggled to, to get themselves on the ball, but they did manage to, um, to cut out the chances to, to City by and large. Um, the big chance for City in the first half came via a penalty that um, was given when Julian Alvarez's uh, cut back to Haaland was, was handled by John Egan uh, and no real uh, complaints that anyone could have about the penalty apart from kind of consistency across the division but Haaland stepped up and then missed which uh, after the, the big shootout win over Sevilla was a bit of a, a, bit of a surprise sort of a, a reminder that City uh, have plenty of work to do when it comes to to scoring penalties, uh, hit the inside of the post and bounced away. So a big let off for Sheffield United. Um, City kept coming in the second half and just after the, the hour mark, Grealish chipped one for Haaland at the back post to, to nod in, make it 1-0. Um, and City then, having sort of looked very strong defensively, then kind of began to, to crumble a bit. Um, Edison flapped at a, a, few, a few crosses and then uh, came the Sheffield United equaliser when uh, Bogle slammed home with a bit of help from Guardi Guardiol uh, after uh, Kyle Walker just like lost his head in the penalty area and back heeled the ball back into the the box so um, it looked like it was going to be a really frustrating afternoon and one of those afternoons where we talk about the the rustiness that's still in the City squad and the problems that they have and obviously they're not still done in the transfer market and there's plenty still to go and you never see the real city until the end of the season and and all this um and you know even more so when julian alvarez uh, popped up in uh, in the box and blasted the ball over the bar this was kind of 87 minutes and you think right city are really are really struggling here um but then rodri uh, as he did in Istanbul and as he has done quite a lot this season already this is uh, his fourth involve goal involvement out of eight so far um, he you know stepped up Foden miscontrolled it in the box and uh, it was a bit um, of a loose ball and then Rodri was there to smash the ball in and make it 2-1 to City in the, the final minutes of the game and City then did see it out um, so it was, you know, far from a perfect performance, but a perfect result and nine points from nine as far as uh, the start of the season goes is all you can ask for. You can't ask for any more. So um, it was, yeah, a very significant win and, you know, important for, for Foden to come off the bench and do something again. He was left out with a bit of, had a bit of illness this week, um, so he was left on the bench. But again, it's kind of after his Newcastle performance, everyone was sort of thinking could this be Foden's moment and then see him on the bench again uh, you know he was sharp for the, the five minutes or the five minutes plus stoppage time that, that he played um, and then Rodri again he, we spoke to him uh, before the Sevilla game in the Super Cup and kind of asked if um, you know 
he could add more goals to his game because obviously he scored that famous one in Istanbul. But you know, he could get forward a bit more this season. And um, and another important goal contribution. He kind of spent this afternoon shooting a lot um, and hadn't really had much success, but. You know, he, he scored when it counts and he's got another winner to his name and um, Guardiola and Lilo won't mind at all if Rodri keeps popping up with a few a few more throughout the season. I don't think, you know, he's at the point where uh, defences are, are terrified of him just yet, but if he keeps going then they're going to have to, to mark him more closely when he when he moves forward as City attack because he, he's turning into uh, to a bit of an option for, for City to win games and another match winner in the team. So... Yeah, a very comprehensive um, result and a promising performance from City. Uh, and very promising, of course, that they are already top of the league. Good afternoon, guys. Slight change from the usual. If for those of you who weren't with us on Friday and that one last week's Spanish... So Joe to his left will translate for him. But we'll sorry. follow the same... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, we don't speak Spanish either. It's OK. <laughs> um, but usual process for us. If you take a show of hands, ask a question in English, Joe will translate into Spanish for one Sam, we'll start with you. Please, could you analyse the game for us? How do you go about um, uh, a game like this today? Yo creo que globalmente ha sido un, un buen partido por nuestra parte, donde en todo momento ha estado el partido más cerca de lo que se busca que, que el opositor. Uh, generally, I thought we played really well today. Um, it was a lot closer to what we wanted than the scoreline suggested. Justo es reconocer que en el primer tiempo nos, nos costaba encontrar el último tramo, encontrar espaldas, no había mucho sitio. Es verdad que hemos tenido un penalti que igual si lo marcas abre todo, pero el equipo ha estado siempre estable y continuamente siendo paciente. In the first half it was really hard to find that space in behind. Uh, the penalty of course could have changed everything had that gone in, but we always saw that the team were very stable and continuously looking towards goal. In the second half uh, desde desde el comienzo de la segunda parte ya ha sido situaciones, situaciones, llegadas, 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 el ritmo era más alto, tardábamos muy poquito en volver a conquistar el balón y desde la conquista encontrábamos nuevos espacios y al encontrar a Julián por dentro solo, eh, otras veces a Bernardo por dentro solo, eso nos ha dado posibilidades de terminar, que creo que podíamos haber hecho antes el gol, incluso más, ¿no? Uh, from the second half I thought we really found our rhythm, uh, we really raised the rhythm, um, and we were able to win the ball back a lot quicker. Uh, we were able to find those new spaces uh, that were created through winning the ball back quicker. And we, found we were able to find Julian on his own with time, Bernardo on his own with time. Uh, and I think we could have even scored more before the first goal went in. Y teniendo el rival tan difícil que teníamos delante, el valor me cabe que todavía es mayor por parte de los jugadores. I think playing against such a difficult opponent, uh, it was a even more, even better uh, for our players. Richard? Can you explain why Phil Foden didn't play since the beginning? Did he have any problem? He has been with a gastrointestinal problem. 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 He has been with a gastrointestinal
que le ha tenido no en las mejores condiciones en estas últimas 48 horas, 24, te diría yo más, más que, y no terminaba de, de sentirse bien del todo. Ese, ese ha sido el... Entonces, si, si estuviese 100% hubiese no, jugado... No, no lo sabemos porque este equipo tiene jugadores tan buenos que todos se tienen que acostumbrar a... Pero es fácil que Phil hubiese podido ser. Pedro. Pero es que no había, ya no había ni cuestionamiento porque el pobre estaba, estaba en dificultad. La pregunta fue por qué Phil no empezó, si algo estaba mal con él. Phil tenía algunos problemas con su estómago. No estaba en la mejor condición. Uh, we have such a good squad, we could see that he wasn't feeling very well, so uh, we were able to use that squad today. Joe? Hi, Juanma. Um, have you spoken to Pep since the game? What did he think of the game and did he have any input throughout the 90 minutes? Has hablado con Pep después del partido, durante el partido, y qué piensas del partido, qué piensa él? Después del partido no he hablado. I haven't spoken to him after the match. Durante el partido, algún momento sí he hablado yo, pero sobre todo hablaban otra gente del staff. During the match, I spoke to him at some moments, but generally he was speaking to the other members of the technical staff. Pero él ha estado totalmente presente. But he's been totally present today. Si llega a haber más sitios en el en el banquillo, yo no me quería sentar. If there had been more space on the bench, I wouldn't have sat in his seat today. Porque yo tengo que estar en mi sitio. El sitio de Pepe es el sitio de Pepe, pero es como si hubiese estado, ¿eh? solo faltaba la figura, ha estado en todo momento. Pepsi es Pepsi, I would have been in my own seat, but only his presence was missing today, he was there with us the whole time. Ya. Yeah. I had one more. Um, how much are you enjoying being the manager this week? This week? It must have been quite enjoyable to be, to be back being the main man. ¿Cuánto estás disfrutando ser entrenador esta semana? Nada, nada. No, porque eh, yo disfruto más estando con disfruto más estando con Pep. Y si encima es una razón de salud, pues te digo de verdad que nada de nada de nada. Not at all. I much prefer being with, prep, uh, with Pep, and especially when it uh, when it's a question of health. I don't enjoy this at all. Tanto en el tiempo anterior cuando estuve como ahora, Pep permite que las personas que estamos a su lado nos sintamos realizados. No necesitamos su ausencia, necesitamos más su presencia. We need his presence more than ever. Uh, when I was here before, even now, Pep was encouraging people to, to be involved. So uh, we miss his presence now more than ever. Any hands? Just at the back, please, guys. Hi, are you able to explain if Manchester City have made a decision on James McAtee uh, in this week and whether or not he will be allowed out on loan or whether or not he's staying for the season? El club ha hecho una decisión de James McAtee si puede ir de cesión o no esta temporada. Sorry. Es una cosa que se me escapa no en estos momentos no no. Es, esa pregunta va para otra parte del club. Yo no, no en estos momentos no, no, no tengo la cabeza. Uh, I can't answer at this moment. That's for uh, another area of the club, I'm afraid. Hi, Juanma. You mentioned um, being able to find Julian Alvarez in space after half time. Obviously, Julian's a striker, but 
What does he bring playing in this attacking midfielder role he's been playing this season? ¿Qué aporta Julián jugando un poco más detrás de nuevamente? Normalmente es un atacante. Eh, en el segundo tiempo sí ha estado más cerca de, de Erling. Eh, ha sido más en el primer tiempo que nos teníamos que salir con los interiores para vo poder volver a entrar. También Bernardo ha tenido que salirse, Jack ha tenido que salirse. Eh, solo, solo nos estaba dando mucha profundidad. Cael, por un lado, queríamos ser más profundos por ese lado con entradas también de, de Julián, pero no encontrábamos el momento para, para, para picar. Pero lo normal es que esté es segunda punta. Um, in the second half, he was playing a lot closer to Erling. Uh, in the first half, we found it difficult to find him, really. Uh, both Jack and Bernardo had to come out of position for the circulation of the ball so that we could come back in through the inside. We found it difficult to find Julian in the first half in those moments. Um, but in the second half, he was playing a lot closer to Erling and we found him. Pero tiene calidad para jugar en varios espacios, eh? But he has the quality to play in various positions on the pitch, various spaces. Last one, Mikhail, please, guys. Hello, uh, Juan Mar. Uh, Erling looked like he had a frustrating first half. Um, what did you say to him at half time, and what do you think it meant to him to have finally have that uh, goal? Hoy hubiese sido difícil para cualquier delantero eh, el partido como estaba en el primer tiempo. Se ha unido a la situación del penalti, que eso siempre frustra, pero a cualquiera, no solo a Erling. Of course, there was the situation of the penalty, which is frustrating for anyone, but that would happen to any striker, not just Erling. Pero si hay algo que demuestra Erling, no solo porque haya marcado gol, sino ha habido tres piques y una cachutado fuera por por poco, lo que hay, demuestra dureza mental y sabe que que en algún momento va a llegar. Y ha habido otra que casi de cabeza llega. No, es ese chico tiene no 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 es fácil derribarlo. Uh, what it does show is that, and not just because he scored, because he came so close on a couple of, uh, couple of other occasions as well, came really close with the header, but it really shows his mental fortitude to keep going and keep going today. That's something that's really difficult to find, and he showed it throughout. De hecho, es un chico muy joven. He's a very young lad. Y es bueno que viva esas circunstancias de poder fallar un penalti y hacer un gol que al equipo le dé tanto valor. And his mindset is so good that okay, he's missed the penalty but he's come back now and he wants to keep going and keep trying to score these goals. Oh good. Thank you guys. Thank you.